Hi there, welcome to Glenlyden Baptist Church's podcast network. We're glad you can join us today. If you'd like more information on the church, please visit us on our website, www.gebc.org.nz. We hope you enjoy the pod. Hey family. So good to see people. <laughs> yeah. Does that sound alright? Sounds great. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Okay. Right, so, uh, yeah, I'll just turn to the passage that we're reading. If you didn't know, we're going through the book of Ephesians. Ephesians is a great book. It talks about the church all through it and just different facets of the church of Jesus Christ. And Jesus just loves his church, right? So the, the bo- we're the body of Christ, we're the bride of Christ, we're together being built up as, as, uh, as living stones and inhabited by the Holy Spirit. This is the church. This is the church. This is the church, right? <laughs> so, um, so in Ephesians chapter 3, um, Paul has got a revelation of a mystery that has been hidden for thousands of years. Okay, so from... From Genesis, or from, well, let's say from Adam all the way through to Noah, and then from Noah all the way through to the time of Jesus, the mystery. And here we've got a, if you can see this, this is the mystery box. <laughs> okay, so this, this mystery that has, has been hidden for thousands of years, for over 4,000 years, and now it's being revealed to Paul in Ephesians, and he's getting pretty excited about what is, what, what is happening, what God is about to do. And um, so the mystery is, does anyone know what the mystery is? <laughs> there was a hint of it last week, right? <laughs> so um, the mystery is this, that the Jewish and Gentile believers are now heirs together of the same promise. They're members together of one body. Okay, so this mystery has only just been revealed. So all through, if you imagine the map of the world and there's Israel right in the right there, and it's quite a small nation, salvation has been promised to um, to the Israelites for thousands of years. They knew that they they have um, salvation. They've got forgiveness of sins. And, um, and this mystery is just being revealed to um, Paul. So for all of history, Gentiles were considered aliens and foreigners. So who are the Gentiles here? <laughs> aliens and foreigners. The Gentiles were called uncircumcised and they were considered unclean. Okay, But now, from, from um, the times of Jesus, now... The Gentiles have been included as heirs of the promise. Okay, so now what we're going to do is we're going to look at the promise. But I just, I hate surprises, okay? <laughs> I just want to open the box, open the present. If there's a present, just rip it open, you know? So this is the, the mystery that is going to be revealed. Oh, it's revealed. The mystery is revealed. Now, I don't know whether this is a good time because I know we're fasting or some of us are. <laughs> But nonetheless, 
the mystery has been revealed. And, uh, and my kids always say, you've got to have lollies in a sermon. So, so to this part of the church, what do we want? We want, uh, what are these? These are milk bottles, minties, licorice, all sorts, or, or I don't even know how to say that word. Oh, okay, we're going for these. <laughs> you got to share them around. Oh, you want like all sorts? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, on oh, this side of the church, what, which one do we got to go for? These ones? Okay, share them around. <laughs> okay, this side of the church, what are we going for? Okay, pass them around. You guys are on the minty team. Okay. What is the mystery that has been revealed? What's the mystery that's been revealed to Paul? Anybody at all? No. What is the mystery that's been revealed? The mystery is this. The Jewish and Gentile believers are now heirs together of the same promise. Okay, it doesn't mean that um, the church of God is replacing God's plan for Israel. It doesn't mean that. But we are heirs together of the same promise. So the next question has got to be, what is the promise? What is the promise? So um, here we go. This is Peter. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise, this is what we've been talking about, the promise belongs to you and your children, to all who are far off, to all whom the Lord our God will call. Okay? What is the promise? There's two parts of it, part, two parts to it. Forgiveness of sins, number one, this is the promise. Forgiveness of sins, and the second part of it is that we'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Fantastic. Fantastic. So this, this is the promise that has now been made to the Gentiles. Woo! <laughs> Let's go. Right. So um, I'm going to start with the first part of the promise. Now what I want you to hold <laughs> through this sermon is this bit. The promise belongs to you and your children and to all who are far off, to all whom the Lord our God will call. This is what I'm going for, this bit. This is where I'm heading, okay? So that's just got to brood for a while, because this is the promise. It's for, for you and me and our children, and to all who are far off, and to all whom the Lord our God will call. This is where we're going. Okay, so the first part of the promise is, is salvation. <clears throat> Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about um, my salvation. I became a Christian when I was 10 years old, on the 10th of October. That's how I remember it, because 10, 10, 10. So otherwise I would have <laughs> forgotten the date. 10th of October when I was 10, it was at a Youth for Christ rally at uh, the town hall, and there was a, a man named Ian Grant. Who knows Ian Grant? Yo. 
So he had, I don't remember what he talked about. I don't remember anything about the preaching or anything like that. All I remember is that at the end of the service, there was a call for those that wanted to get saved. And I just felt the conviction of God in my heart. Mum will tell you, I ran to the front of the, of the, of, you know, the, the altar and, um, and uh, I was apparently the first one there. <laughs> and, uh, and I just, from 10 years old, I just remember I just wanted to be right with God. 10 years old. 10 years old, I just wanted to be right with God. And that's how I, I'd go to school each day. I'd sin. I'd feel bad. I'd come home. I'd go, God, I've sinned. 10 years old. Okay? <laughs> I'm telling you, salvation is available for our children. All right? So um, 10 years old. Um, and then, so I'm just telling you two or three significant times in my life. 16 years old. Um, so I've been a Christian since I was 10. I am now 49. So, so that's, um, that's a good, good amount of time. Um, 16 years old, I, um, I vividly remember being overcome with, with um, temptation and faced with sin. And I, would, and I would fall again and again and again. And sort of what I, what I sort of did, my sort of procedure after that, was that I, would, um, I just needed to know the forgiveness of God. This is part of the promise, right? You know, there's forgiveness um, to the Gentiles now as well. I just needed to know forgiveness. So what I would do, there was a song that was by David Meese back in the day. And, uh, and it was called Forgiven. I don't know if anyone would ever remember that song. And I'm not about to sing it, but I will tell you what the, the words of that song. Um, did I write that down here? Yes, here we go. It says, Forgiven. It says lightning and thunder, and it's, like, it's picturing Jesus on the cross. And, uh, and, and then and it says, Forgiven, no matter what you've done, forgive them and tell them they are loved. And give to them a chance to go on living and give to them a life that they could never have before. And so I would lie in my bed with my earphones on, singing that, listening to that part of the song, forgiven, no matter what they've done, you know, and, and that's what I needed. I needed to know the forgiveness of God. I'm going to read the promise again. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise belongs to you, who's online, and your children, and to all who are far off, for, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Okay, keep letting that brood for a bit, okay, because I'm going to get there. So the second part of the promise is... So the first bit was um, forgiveness of sins, and the second part is? Boom, right there. <laughs> the gift of the Holy Spirit. So um, the passage that we norm all normally think of when we're talking about the early church and, when, and when, the first, when the Holy Spirit first came onto the believers is in Acts. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So that is the, often the passage we think of. But there is another outpouring. Okay? And this time it's on the Gentile believers. Who's the Gentiles? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> right. Uh, this is in Acts 10. And um, you'll all remember Peter. And he, has, um, he falls into a trance. Not a devil-inspired trance, but a God-inspired trance. Okay? And, uh, and what he sees is he sees this big sheet coming down from heaven, and it's got four-footed animals and reptiles in it. And, uh, and a voice told him, he hears a voice and it says, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. And he says, Surely not, Lord. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. Peter's a Jew, right? The voice came to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. So um, we're thinking about Gentiles and Jews here, right? So, um, so then basically God sets up a divine appointment a meeting with Cornelius and Peter. Okay, so skipping down, and if you're following in Acts 10, um, down to 27, Peter enters the house of Cornelius and finds a large gathering of people. Cornelius is awesome, <laughs> he's gathered all his family and friends together. Okay, and uh, and Peter said to them, he comes in, he finds a large gathering of people, and he says to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. Then Peter began to speak. This is a few verses down. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation, including New Zealand, the one who fears him and does what is right. While Peter was speaking, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. This is the Gentile believers. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Okay, so two outpourings. The Acts 1 was on the apostles, and I don't know whether there are any Gentiles in that outpouring. The second one Cornelius, his family and his friends, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit onto these people. So, my testimony of when I first experienced the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so this is the promise, the promise, two components, forgiveness of sins and, and a pouring out of the Holy Spirit onto us and our children and those who are far off and on to as many as the Lord our God will call. Okay? It's still brooding right there. <laughs> you know? Um, okay. Um, when I first experienced the Holy Spirit, um, or the most vivid recollection of the Holy Spirit coming upon me, I, um, I went with a friend to Hamilton. We drove down to Hamilton, and there was a lady speaking there, 
and uh, and we were so we were going to hear this hear this lady at a, at a church. So we went there, and um, we were late, and um, we went into this meeting, and and we come in the back door. Everybody is on their faces, crying out to God. Some of them were shaking, and um, we sat at the back like this. <laughs> then a couple of weeks later. Um, we did sit through the service. A couple of weeks later, um, I said to my mum, this is my mum, by the way, just there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said to mum, you've got to come and hear this lady. I'm pretty sure this is just not right. She's of the devil or something. <laughs> so, so, I, so we went to this meeting, and I don't really remember much about the meeting, except that she it was a bit like this, probably about this many people. The first, there was the worship worshippers. I love worship. And then after that, she gets up, she looks at me and she points at me and she says, stand up. I stood up and then I fell down and I cried and I shook all night long. But that was what, what was going on in here was just waves of the Holy Spirit just coming over me. And I just felt the love of God just pouring over me. And, and he was just like raising me up and something I could feel being, myself being changed and things shifting around in myself as I just lay there and the waves of the Holy Spirit. Never felt, well, I have experienced that before, but that was the first time. Okay, you'll receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so the mystery has been revealed. We're heirs together of the same promise. Two parts to the promise. <laughs> Forgiveness of sins. And the second part is the Holy Spirit. Yes. So who is the promise for? This is the bit I'm getting to here. <laughs> to you, your children, to all who are far off, and to all whom the Lord our God will call. Um, I'm feeling... <laughs> I feel like God is saying God that He is calling, you know, and I, and I, and I just have just been thinking about the what Christ has accomplished on the cross. You know, He defeated the enemy. He absolutely obliterated him. He's blown him out of the park. He 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 has been Jesus Christ triumphed over Satan. So, have you ever wondered? Why he didn't banish him from the face of the planet? Have you ever wondered why um, Jesus just didn't throw him to the lake of fire now? You know, at the cross when he rose again? Why didn't he do that? Well, I, I believe that he wanted us, the believers, to exercise authority and dominion over Satan. He wants us to rule over him. So, so this is what I'm, what I'm, what I'm feel like God is saying. The promise is for you and your children. I just want you to think about your families and people you know and relatives. And for me, I think about my nieces and my nephews, of of which there's quite a few. And um, and um, our parents, mum and dad, or or uncles and aunties that don't know Jesus. And uh, what, I, what I think is that, um, well, first of all, to understand the, 
the devil's primary focus is to attack Christians, the church, because he knows that we actually have authority over Satan, right? So, and as an example, in, in um, what is, where is that? I don't know where that is. It's in one of the Gospels. Jesus sends out 72 of his disciples, and they, and they go out and they're, and they're healing, healing the sick and casting out demons, and they come back to Jesus, and Jesus says, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. Okay? And he says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. So um, Ephesians says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil, and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So, um, so here's the thing, you know, and I, I think that over this time where we're, we're believing for breakthrough, right, in the church, in our personal lives, in our families, right, we're believing for breakthrough, and, um, and some, so I, I believe that what God is saying is, is that some of us actually need to just take some time to discern what it is. I mean, we all know people that, that maybe have wandered away from God. Maybe they are just not walking with God to the extent maybe that they could. They're just sort of just holding back a little bit. Um, <coughs> or maybe they've been distracted by something. But I believe that we are need, we're at a time we need to discern what spirits are holding back these ones and pray boldly in the name of Jesus, casting down principalities and powers that may be operating around their lives. Okay? So, does, are you with me? Do you understand what I'm <laughs> saying here? So, we are the church, but there's empty seats. And there's family members that don't go to church. There's work colleagues that, that have got some things happening around their lives. And yet we are the ones that have been given authority over all of the enemy's power. So um, I, I believe God is saying we need to rule over Satan and displace him from every area of our lives, from our families, our churches and communities, and over this nation. So, um, so this is my message here, and I'm giving some homework. <laughs> so, so, the, so the homework is, number one, to take some time to think about your friends and your families that, um, that, that you know, maybe Satan somehow is, is pulling them away, or the, the, they, they might have... Um, spirits operating around their lives of fear and anxiety um, or self-centeredness or, or, or like a spirit of infirmity around their lives or there could be many other, other things that you can identify um, the work of Satan just trying to get in, trying to get in, trying to get in so number one, take some time to think about those, in your fam those of your family and your friends and what and ask God to show you what it is in the spirit realm. Use your spiritual eyes to see what is operating around their lives. And then three, to 
pray specifically. No, no spiritual religious prayers. So, so, so for example, if you, if you think about this person, and you, and you recognize that there might be a spirit of fear or anxiety operating over that person, you, you say, I take authority over fear and anxiety over this person, and I bind it in Jesus' name. Done. Okay? You don't have to over-spiritualize anything. Okay? We have authority in Jesus' name. So, can anyone identify with this? Can they... Can they sort of see the, the, the opportunity to maybe just expand your horizons and your, your um, I don't know, your, your sphere of influence in the spiritual realm, maybe I could say it like that, um, to look out for people in your lives, not just your family, and, and, but, but maybe nieces and nephews and uncles and aunties. So, um, so that is it. I'm just going to read that. So Peter replied, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise belongs to you and your children and to all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. So, um, and just lastly, I just want to say, if anyone just recognizes that there's anything or spirits or, or, or something operating around their lives, I'm sure that there's pastors and elders here be quite happy to pray for people. All right? Is that okay? All right, I'm done. Thanks again for joining with us today. If you'd like to know more information on the church or reach out to one of the pastors, please visit our website, www.gebc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day.